Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We're really excited to have you joining us this week. So we saw this quote on Pinterest. Actually, Maddie found it mm-hmm. and sent it to me on Pinterest a couple weeks ago now. It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's been a while. And immediately both of us were like, this is a podcast episode in the making. Right now we need to sit down and record kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So we are just getting around to it actually though. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have had some other things that we wanted to tackle. We had our profound thoughts and from each of our current reads, which is a really fun, like, two-part episode deal. So, Mm -hmm. if you have not listened to those, go check those out because Maddie was reading a book on, what do you want to explain real quick? Like, we'll review a little bit. (laughs) Okay, so I was reading, well, I still am reading a book about um, how to destroy the imagination of your child. Sounds (laughs) kind of morbid. this is normal. Yeah, Um, and I'm not a mother or anything. I said that in the last episode, but I'm preparing early. It's a really, really great book. I I rave about it to everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was talking about it with one of our friends a couple weeks ago, and I mean, I could just go on and on about it for like hours and hours. People will bring things up now, and I'll be like, oh yeah, he actually talked about that in, in the book. book and said this and this and this about it. And it's a really great book. Specifically, what we tackled in the episode was the destruction of heroes and how we have kind of taken good heroes and good examples out of our society and how that is affecting Mm -hmm. the children in our world and how that is really corrupting their morals and ruining their imagination. And yeah, it's one of my favorite episodes that I think we've ever recorded. Mm mainly just because I really love that it was book her episode and, and she just loved oh, it. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> no, just because that book is incredible and we ended up talking about the public school system and different mm-hmm. things like that, which is something that both of us are really passionate about and something that we enjoy talking about. <laughs> As so, you guys know. Yeah. So we just had like a really good conversation just going back and forth on different thoughts. Like none of it was planned. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of divinely inspired stuff in that episode. So we had a fun time recording it and it was just fun to talk about some of the different things that we were reading. Yeah, we were definitely just going back and forth with real and raw thoughts for sure. So if you guys have not listened to that one, that's a really good one. And then um, the episode that we did on my current read was about C.S. Lewis's book, The Weight of Glory, and I just wrapped that up and absolutely loved it. As Mm -hmm. you guys know, I've been trying to um, get through a lot of C.S. Lewis books this year, and so that was one that I just recently finished and would definitely recommend to y'all because he just goes over such basic, fundamental Christian principles and Christian thoughts. Mm -hmm. And as you guys know, Lewis just has away with words. You know, he has this divine ability to just phrase things in a way that just makes sense. Mm -hmm. There's really no other way to describe it. He just, he just emphasizes such powerful truths in his writing. And I truly believe that that's because God gifted him with that ability. And it's something that we can now benefit from as we read his work and as we read these things to remember these truths that 
will never end. They will never go out of style. They will never fail us. And so we kind of talked a lot about um, how one choice can make all the difference in our lives. Yeah. How one individual choice, and that is choosing to live for Christ and choosing the right thing can ultimately change the trajectory of our lives and how that impacts others as well, you know, because mm-hmm. our choices do not just impact ourselves. They impact our families and friends and so much more. So those were really great episodes and we would encourage you to go listen and download. Y'all are absolutely incredible too because uh, we just hit 8.4 thousand yeah. downloads here on the podcast. And it was just like last week, I think, that we hit 8.3 thousand downloads. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh my goodness, this is just kind of crazy because it seems like just a couple weeks ago we hit 8,000. So you guys are rocking it with the downloads and we are so appreciative of all of those downloads and make sure that you are following or subscribe to the podcast. Um, That's another thing that I know some people forget because they just check back every week. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome way to keep up with the podcast if you know you're going to check in every Monday or whenever you listen that works, you know, but it is very helpful and helps us grow if y'all choose to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. It helps like Apple Podcasts show us in their uh, show our show, if that makes it show (laughs) our show, (laughs) in their charts and different things like that. So we don't get into a lot of that here on the podcast because it's kind of complicated, but it just helps us to get the show to more people and listening. So that is a really great way that you can help us grow and help other people find the show as well. Okay, Maddie, so what is this Pinterest quote that you found and what kind of discussion are we having today? Okay, I'm really... (laughs) I'm kind of excited, but then part of me, like this, just thinking about it, has been convicting me, and so that's not as exciting, but uh, it's good. I told y'all last week to revel in the conviction, so trying to do (laughs) that myself. (laughs) Yeah. I saw this quote on Pinterest a couple weeks ago, and just the second I read it, I was like, "Mm, that hit me deep. (laughs) and I feel targeted. I'm just kidding. But it is a very, I'm not sure who said this. It's Mm -hmm. like an anonymous unknown thing. There's no name on it. So we can't give credit to anyone, but you know, credit where credit is due, whoever uh, said this. But it says, do not allow your loneliness to lower your standards. (sighs) I'm sure that will probably convict a lot of us because I feel like just in our humanity, when we become lonely, we are so desperate for mm-hmm. relationship with others that we just kind of look for it wherever we can find it. Yeah. And you don't necessarily take into consideration the um, consequences of mm-hmm. being in a relationship or a friendship with someone or the influence that they might be able to have on you. And I think that friendship is a really great thing. I think mm-hmm. that relationships are a really great thing. You know, they are essential to society. Friendship is something that's definitely important and something that we all crave. It's a God-given mm-hmm. desire. And C.S. Lewis has, speaking of C.S. Lewis, <laughs> C.S. Lewis has a quote that says, friendship is unnecessary, like philosophy, like art. It has no survival value. Rather, it is one of those things that gives value to survival. And I've always loved that quote just because I think that really good friendship and really good relationships are hard to find, Mm -hmm. especially in our day and age. Because just as I was thinking about this topic, I've honestly been thinking about how our society conditions us to feel lonely. You know, they've just made our world 
a lonely place because mm-hmm. they have disconnected all of us from one another in the name of connection yeah under the banner of connection by creating social media and different things like that but in reality i think that those things have instead of helping us all keep in touch with one another they've really made it so that none of us actually keep in touch with each other mm-hmm. in real life right. you know we just look at whoever's instagram posts and then you puzzle about what they're doing mm-hmm. or what they're up to and then you move on you know yeah. you look at the next person's story and you look at the next person's post you like it without reading the caption you know different things like that so that's just something that i've been thinking about leading up to this episode how our society has really conditioned us to be lonely but like what will we choose to do with the loneliness we actually had an episode about loneliness a few months ago that was a really good episode and that's kind of what we talked about like what will we do Mm -hmm. with the loneliness but I think that this is you know something that we need to bring up again because when you're lonely you just get so caught up in that feeling yeah that you're just desperate like you just want something Mm -hmm. that will help you to feel less lonely and that leads us to lowering our standards and becoming friends with people or entering into actual relationships with people who are not good influences, who are not people who are actually going to help us grow in our relationship with Jesus and who aren't going to influence us in a good way. And this is something that has just been a problem, especially for young people that I've noticed, is that we always say, well, I'm going to be a good influence on them and I'm going to show them Mm -hmm. the correct way to live and I'm going to show them what it looks like to live for Jesus But too often, we all get so caught up in, well, I want them to like me. We need to have an actual friendship before Mm -hmm. I'm able to do that. While, yes, you want to be nice to people that you're trying to witness to, obviously, uh, and you want to show them the love of Jesus, but that does not always mean that you are like, buddy, buddy, you're my best friend. Oh my goodness, we're practically the same person, and we want to do everything together, and you've heard us say before, our mom has always told us growing up, you can be friendly without being friends Mm -hmm. and being super close to someone. And that's something that she reminds us of all the time. And I think that it is true and it's something that all of us get mixed up so easily. I mean, all of us, including us who have that reminder, because you just get so caught up in that feeling of loneliness that you're just like, I need someone. I need a boyfriend, a girlfriend. I need a good friendship with someone who is just going to listen to all my problems and who I can listen to their problems and then we can go and get coffee and go buy books and I'm just describing what I want in a friend. Um, We can go get coffee, go buy books, and then sit in silence while we read. I don't know. But I just think that this is definitely something that I'm guilty of, which I think is why the quote kind of hit close to home because... You know, I've definitely felt lonely before. I think all of us have felt lonely at some point in our lives. And I think that honestly, if you're a Christian, you might feel that a little bit more than someone who is not a Christian, who's Mm -hmm. not trying to live out a biblical lifestyle because there aren't a lot of people in our world who are interested Mm -hmm. in living out that biblical lifestyle. So it's difficult to find friends who are actually good influences on you and who are actually committed to the same things that you are Mm -hmm. and so then it's just kind of like okay well i'll give up on like they never cuss like they can cuss a few times and i won't but it'll be fine if they do and you know i just need someone to be friends with so that's kind of negotiable or 
it's okay if they drink, if they party a little, you know, I just need someone to be friends with. And Mm -hmm. that is negotiable. I won't go drinking with them or whatever. But the longer that you're friends with these people, the longer that you're in relationships with these people, Mm -hmm. the more difficult it gets to avoid those things. I mean, if you're around someone who cusses like a sailor all Mm -hmm. the time, then like, it's going to be really difficult to not incorporate that into your own vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just look at the the people that you're friends with now, even the good people that you're friends with who are good influences. Yeah. You know, they say certain things, they have certain sayings, and then you will notice over mm-hmm. time that you start to pick up those things. You yeah. start to say those things. Right. We just need to be so careful in letting our loneliness dictate our standards, mm-hmm. dictate who we hang out with, what we're doing, and how we spend our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's really true. And I see so many, especially teen girls that we work with, they're struggling trying to figure out like, well, I want to witness to these people who are lost around me. I want to be that person that can influence them and can Mm -hmm. do these things, but I don't know how to do that in a good way. You know, like it it is difficult because you don't want to spend all your time with them because then obviously we know that that is going to influence us whether we Mm -hmm. like it or not. It's just going to. And you can say like, oh, I won't cuss. I won't do those things. But those thoughts can start entering your mind even if you don't. And, you know, just that you get used to that environment, you get used to that sin, you just become numb to the sin that's Mm -hmm. around you. And we never want to get to that place. Like, hear me when I say that. You never want to get to a place in your life, especially in a friend group or in a relationship or at work or at school where you are numb to sin. Okay. And the Mm -hmm. more that we're around it, the more that we involve ourselves in it, knowingly or unknowingly, the more we become numb to it. And it's just a normal part of our lives then. Yeah. That is a place that the enemy can use to distract you from your relationship with Christ. He can distract you from actually witnessing to them because he doesn't want you to, right? Mm -hmm. So he will use those things to try to distract you, to try to get you to be selfish, to try to get you to, oh, well, think this isn't that bad, right? Like Maddie just said, I can go to the club with them, but I won't drink. I won't do any of that, you know? I'll make sure that I I leave at a good time or whatever it is, you know? Like we we make up all of these excuses. Well, I'm going to witness to them in that. I'm glad that, and I say this all the time, like I'm glad that our hearts are, we want to witness to them. Mm -hmm. We want to be a good example. We want to show them Christ. But I'm just telling you that sometimes you show them Christ more when you say no than when you say yes. And that could mean when you go out and you say, hey, I'm not going to the club, you know, sorry, Mm -hmm. that's not my deal. And you explain why. You don't just say no. Mm-hmm. You don't just say, hey, I can't go tonight. Um, you know, I got something else going. I got a lot of homework to do, whatever. That's yeah. not what you say. You say no because Christ has called me to something different. And I know that that might sound absolutely insane to you. And you may think I'm the biggest weirdo ever. Yeah. But this is how I live. This is how I function. I make different choices than the world deems okay or normal. And... I'm just, you need to know that, you know, Mm -hmm. you need to know that that's something I'm not going to do. The main point is sometimes even in our loneliness, I think the Lord is trying to get us to realize like, don't, don't fall into that temptation of desperation, of being so desperate that it's like, I will do anything to try to fulfill this desire that I have or to try to 
gain a new friend or to be an influence on somebody. You know, like if you're lonely, the enemy will even use the idea in your mind, well, I want to witness to this person and I want to show them Christ Mm -hmm. to get you to fall into that temptation of desperation. You know, well, I need a friend. Okay, well, I'll witness to them. You know, and he can just change little thoughts like that and use things like that in such a weird, crazy way in our world. And it's often because we're not focused on Christ. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that if you're lonely, you're not focused on Christ, but I think that it is wrong to be lonely and to think that Christ cannot satisfy that. Yeah. I think that that's where a lot of us land on the spectrum Mm -hmm. and we're struggling with how to live in a world that is so disconnected and so just totally like there's no friendship anymore there's no true connection there's no loyalty whatsoever in in the world and that's something Mm -hmm. that I greatly value and I know I struggle with because you know I do have friends I do have people that I trust to show up when I need them and that I believe I can talk to and that will listen to me and you know hear me out and different things but at the same time I place too much weight in those things sometimes And that can quickly cause us to fall into that temptation of desperation because we're lonely, because we're not truly finding that satisfaction in Christ first and foremost. And then what we tend to do is not go to our Christian friends and say, hey, I'm really struggling in this area and I need somebody to listen to this. I need to just talk with someone. Um, I need to have that deep, heartfelt conversation with someone over and over again. You know, like uh, Jenny Allen has a new book out, Find Your People. I have not read it, so I can't say Mm -hmm. that I agree with everything she says or whatever. I've done a lot of studies by Jenny Allen, but I just saw a video on Instagram that she did, and she was like, if we continue to live this way, disconnected, using social media for everything, we will not last. Like our our mental Mm -hmm. health, all these different things that this affects, and the world is targeting this stuff. If you think that this is just unintentional and we got here because, oh, well, we didn't know social media was going to be like this and that everybody would use it this way, they are definitely using this as an intentional deal. They do not want us to be connected. Why? Because the Lord first and foremost, has created communion with him. He's created this idea of relationship. He has created this desire within every single one of us living to have meaning, to have purpose, to have people that we can talk to, to have friendships that are so close that we can trust and that we can find loyalty in because those ultimately reflect the gospel and who Jesus is. And because he wants to have communion with us, he's made us communal beings as well. So there's just so much here that we could talk about. But I love that C.S. Lewis quote, especially because he's saying that gives value to survival. Mm -hmm. This is something that helps us to find meaning and purpose and connection in a world that has lost all of that, that doesn't want it, honestly. They Mm -hmm. want us to be disconnected. They want us to feel isolated. Um, What do you think the purpose was for COVID and masks and you got to stay six feet apart and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't want us to be connected. Just look at all that they're doing. They don't care about your safety. They want you to be isolated. They want you to have mental health issues. They want teenagers to be on all the latest uh, anxiety, depression, medication that there is. Mm -hmm. And so many of us are struggling with that. And it's getting really hard to cope with. But it's because we're not, one, we're not in communion with Christ. And two, because we're not in communion with fellow believers, fellow Christians who actually go deep with us. And I saw this quote, I think it's by Morgan Harper Nichols. 
I saw this on Pinterest too. She said, guard your heart from those that only love you in the shallow end when you're all made up and out with friends. You were made for more than satisfying the eyes and momentary affections of those passing by. Your maker has set a glorious depth in you, filled with purpose, intention, grace, and truth. And to love you, they must love him far beyond the shallow end. I love that because you can only go deep with friends who have gone deep with Christ. Mm -hmm. Like, that is just the truth of the matter. And I know that that is a fact because I've experienced that. Like, I can only truly find this deep communion and unity with people who love Christ more than anything else and who are seeking to know him and make him known. And they don't let their loneliness drive them to lower their standards and to hang out with people that will ultimately influence them in sinful ways. They're just not about that. They're not going to let that happen. They love Christ too much to let that happen. They know what he has for them and they know the purpose and intention, the, the stuff that she mentioned there in her quote, they know what those are and they know what they've been called to. And so it changes how they deal with other people. Mm -hmm. It changes how they talk with their friends, how they meet with them, how they, you know, what they do. And, and that's just so good. So I really like this discussion because I think it's one that we need in our generation and we're all craving to yeah. have this type of discussion. You know, we're just kind of clueless right now. Well, I believe the saddest part of being lonely is becoming friends with people who make you feel even lonelier. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking about this with Lily before we started recording, you know, I think it's just so sad how we're so desperate to have friends because we're lonely that we create friendships, we hang out with people and we think it's going to solve all our problems. But then like, you know, I think it's even more depressing, even more lonely to come home after a night out with these friends mm -hmm. where you did just stay in the shallow end and you didn't talk about anything significant and, you know, you know that they're only friends with you because you're pretty or you have a big following on social media mm -hmm. or you're funny or, you know, you're just a distraction. And then you come home and you just sit there and think, I don't feel any more satisfied yeah. after going out than I would have staying mm -hmm. in without mm -hmm. friends. Now, I've experienced that before and I think that that's even more depressing than just being by yourself, honestly. And I think that that is really sad and really something that all of us are trying to figure out because it's so difficult to find good, deep friendships in the world that we live in. I mean, it's just like so crazy because I find it ironic that the world says, oh my goodness, we're all so lonely and we're all depressed. We all have anxiety. So focus on yourself more. Yeah. That's like, the problem. <laughs> exactly. And so, and yet we all fall into it again yeah. and again. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I just need to focus on self-love mm. and I need to learn to love myself before I can love mm. others well, you know? And I think that that's a bunch of crap. But I just find it ironic that like all of us <laughs> mm -hmm. still believe that. Why do we still believe that? Yeah. You know, like, why are we still falling into this trap of, well, I'm lonely by myself. So maybe I should focus on myself more. Maybe I should be more selfish than it I was really in the first place. Crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, how do we solve these problems? We solve these problems by going deep with Jesus ourselves. Yeah. We become that friend for other people. Yes, that's we the other thing. Yes. the depth. Right. Because other everybody's thinking, how do I find these friends? Where do I find these friends? Mm -hmm. It's like people bringing up, you know, where, where do we find good godly guys? Where do we find yeah. good godly girls now? You become that. 
you have to do that yourself before you can even ask where are the others, you mm-hmm. know? And you're not you're not going to find those people that you really want to be in communion with and you want to fellowship with if you're not one of those people. Yeah. Like I'm just being real here. The people, the genuine Christians who are kind of living a lonely life. Like let's just be honest. I think yeah. it was Leonard Ravenhill who once said, if you're going to live the true Christian life out, it's going to be a lonely road. It's yeah. going to be a lonely walk. It's going to be this intimate one-on-one deal with Jesus first and foremost. And then, but he does let other people enter into that and mm-hmm. to encourage us, to challenge us. And his desire ultimately is that we would have people that we do go deep with because we've gone deep with him. I think that that's one of the greatest blessings that we have, honestly. If you find those people that can truly go deep in scripture Mm -hmm. and go deep in spiritual truths and they love lewis is obviously a qualification that i have um (laughs) it's very close to the top of the list (laughs) very close those are things that we all want and we all desire and i mean you should if you if especially on the lewis thing but (laughs) um we all desire those things but you have to first become that you Mm -hmm. cannot expect other people to do that and then you be on the completely opposite end of the deal you know like that just doesn't work so that's another thing that i wanted to bring up for sure was that if you're not doing that yourself if you're not legit about it then don't expect others around you to be all about it either. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of hypocrisy uh, in a lot of ways, yeah. you know. And that's what we see happening in the church. You know, we we see these pastors getting up on Sunday mornings and and speaking scriptural truths and stuff, but then the way that they live and the way they act and the way they talk and what they post on social media and who they follow does not line up in the least with what they're saying on Sunday morning from the pulpit. That's hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. And that's what, especially our generation, I mean, everybody is, but especially our generation, who is the most lost generation, by the way, so far, like according to statistics and stuff, I think only 4% of us actually have a biblical worldview. And that's just insane to me. But most of it is because we see the hypocrisy in the church Mm -hmm. and we see it amongst Christians who are saying, oh, you have Jesus, he's enough, you know, whatever. And then they're over here out drinking with friends on Friday night because they're lonely and they allowed that loneliness to lower their standards, Mm -hmm. you know, we're sick and tired of that. At least I am. I know I am. And so I want to see Christians step up and I want to see other um, even teens our age, like if you're listening to this, I want you to know you can do this. This mm-hmm. is not something that we need to leave to the adults to try to figure out and then teach us how to do it. They don't know. Like their their generation, especially millennials and the generations before us are greatly influenced by social media, you know, mm-hmm. when it when it began and they got hooked and, you know, you see these older people on Facebook and stuff who are just like oh my goodness, they're so addicted. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's what we've been taught all the way to our generation and what many in our generation will be teaching their kids. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be the ones who figure this out a little bit better, who say, okay, this is not what Christ intended for us. It doesn't mean you can't be on social media. It doesn't mean that you can't do any of that. We are. We do that mm-hmm. every day. It's part of our ministry and part of how we're trying to reach people here at The View. But Maddie and I have to be very careful and it's sometimes a struggle to not let it become something that is an idol to us or that we allow um, to lower our standards because it's very easy to get to that place. 
Yeah, that's even an area where we need to be careful. Yeah. And that I would encourage all of you to be careful in because social media has taught us to live vicariously through other people's lives. That is the point. Yeah. We follow all these travel bloggers so that we can feel like we travel. Also, I'm guilty of this. I I follow people who live in Edinburgh and stuff and, you know, get really sad when I can't be there. Anyway... (laughs) Mom actually just sent me a video on Instagram the other day of London decked out for Christmas. And it was on the video. It said, if you're feeling lonely or if you're feeling sad, just remember that London is going to look like this in like less than a month. I was like, that's comforting. (laughs) That doesn't help because I'm not going to be there. Anyhow, that's irrelevant. Um, (laughs) I think that we need to be careful who we're following, you know, the lifestyle influencers and the traveling people and just all these different things. The teen parents, that's a big thing mm-hmm. that a lot of us teenagers are following. Not run. Me, but run. Yeah. Just run. Um, <laughs> the teenage parents who are becoming super big influencers and who are making tons of money because everyone wants to follow them because, they had oh, a kid wow, they had a kid old. when they were, you know, 16 or whatever. Yeah. And I don't even know why that shocks us anymore. It's like becoming normal, which isn't good. But anyhow, I feel like we're on the I'm just uh, ranting roller coaster now. here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to end with a few different scripture verses that are just yeah. very straightforward because obviously scripture is where we need to go yeah. to figure out how to deal with this loneliness. Because I mean, loneliness is an emotion that all of us experience. It's an emotion that the Lord has allowed us to experience. Mm-hmm. But I think that primarily he allows us to experience things like loneliness so that we will draw nearer to him. Yeah. He wants to see what we do with that loneliness. Right. Like, here you go. You don't have a lot of friends right now. You're not in a relationship mm-hmm. or your relationship is going downhill or, you know, different things like that. Like, what are you going to do right. in this time? Are you going to turn to me or are you going to turn to all these other people just because you're desperate mm-hmm. and you want someone to satisfy you? So 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. I think lots of us think that we can get away from this one, mm-hmm. but that is a fact of life. I mean, I don't think that there's any no gray area <laughs> in there. Proverbs thirteen twenty says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Proverbs 14 says, just go to Proverbs. Yeah, basically <laughs> and Proverbs. Read it. Proverbs 14, 7 says, leave the presence of a fool for there you do not meet words of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a really great verse. I say this every episode I read verse and I think, oh, this is just a great verse. But I do, I love that verse because there you do not meet words of knowledge. I think that that should be on the standards list. Are these people going to help me pursue goodness and truth and beauty and knowledge? And are they going to actually help me grow? And am I going to help them grow? Mm -hmm. You know, it shouldn't just be a selfish thing. Like, what are these people going to add to my life? But what are you going to add to their life? Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, like Lily was saying how we have to go deep in order to attract others. If we want to attract those who are going deep, who have gone deep with Jesus, who are just focused on their relationship with him, Mm -hmm. we have to be that way ourselves. Because if you're looking for someone like that, but you are not that yourself, you're not going to find those people. Because hopefully, if you're looking for someone who's gone deep, they're looking for someone who's gone deep. Mm -hmm. And then you will just mutually know, like, "Mm, 
those are my people, right. you know? Yeah, they're not going to settle to be in a friendship exactly. that is, you know, surface level, hey, we just go out and party all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. They're not settling for that. So don't expect them to befriend you. It's not because they hate you or think no. that you're a terrible person by any means, but they're just not going to allow that influence to be in their lives. And it doesn't mean that you're yeah. totally sinful or that you want to no. go partying. It could just be that you're not fully surrendered to Christ. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a little hard to hear yeah. for all of us because, you know, there are times where we all feel like, oh, I need to surrender this. Like, you know, I just have not gotten to this point of full surrender. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's something that needs to be addressed and handled in our own lives before we expect to be in a friendship or a relationship, especially relationships with someone else. Yeah. So, I think the way that we combat this loneliness is, first of all, stop loving yourself and start loving Jesus because there is nothing to love about yourself. We are all sinful and we are all fallen and we all we all experience things like loneliness and mm-hmm. we experience sin. But stop focusing so much on yourself. Stop being consumed with yourself and start being consumed with Jesus. Yeah. That's number one because then that leads to step number two and allows you to go deep with him and to really focus on your relationship with him And then you are able to find those other people who are doing the same thing as you and who Mm -hmm. are walking the same, probably lonely journey that you are. And the Lord is going to give you communion Mm -hmm. with other people. You know, we were created to have community and different things, but that happens after you are fully surrendered to him and when you are truly seeking him Mm -hmm. and seeking his will for your life. Yeah. So we hope this episode encouraged you and that you enjoyed it and maybe convicted you a little bit. I know it convicted me as we've been talking and, you know, like I said last week, revel in it. Conviction is good and we all need to pay attention to that. It's Mm -hmm. good when you feel conviction because that means that the Holy Spirit is working in your life and is showing you some of the different things that you need to be working on. So we're going to end this episode in prayer. So please pray with us. Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity that you've given Lily and I to just sit down and record and just talk about this quote that we saw a couple weeks ago. I pray that you would help all of us who are kind of in a lonely season to really just focus on you, to focus on what you have for our lives and what you want to do in us and through us and around us. I pray that you would just help us to be so focused on you that we do not become desperate for relationship with others because we already have a relationship with you and we are close to you and you truly are our best friend. But I do pray that you would allow all of us to experience deep friendships in our lives, that you would provide those people for us who are also focused on their relationship with you and who are also just trying to glorify you and do your will. I pray that you would just help us all to really be so focused on you that we don't just subscribe to, well, I'm lonely and I need to find someone to hang out with. I pray that we would just first and foremost be so focused on you that that's not something that we're desperate for, that you would just provide that for us in um, this season that we are meant to have it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We are so glad you joined us and we hope to see you back here on the show next Monday. Bye, guys.